Church, let's do this as a way of preparing our spirits this morning for prayer. I want to go to the Word of God as a way of doing just that, focusing our eyes, focusing our hearts and our spirits upon His Word. So let us go there now. Psalm 118 has a good word for you and I this day. Let us say these words responsibly. The Lord is my strength and song, and He has become my salvation. Amen and amen. Church, let us go to the Lord in prayer this morning, and as we do, we bow our heads and offer our thanks. Lord, on this Easter morning, we welcome you, Jesus Christ, into our lives. We welcome your resurrection for what it is, life-changing, life-giving, and life-sustaining. We welcome, O God, the hope that it brings to our world. We welcome the joy that it brings to our darkness. We welcome the empty tomb, for we know that it means that you are on the loose. Lord, may your resurrection give life to those who are lifeless, those who are just going through the motions, and those who have had the death of a loved one. Lord, may your resurrection power give hope to those who are mired in despair, who are feeling hopeless, and who have given up all hope. Oh God, may your resurrection power give joy to those who feel no joy, lost in their joy, or have had their joy snuffed out. Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, may you be on the loose in this world as the risen one in Jesus Christ. And we pray this prayer always in the Holy One's name, who gave us a a prayer to live by daily. It's called the Lord's Prayer, and it is printed on the screen as we pray it together, the believers, the people who have Easter faith this day. If you would, please join me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen and amen. Church, I'm going to ask if you would to please stand out of respect for the good news of Jesus Christ, our resurrected Savior. I'm turning this morning to the Gospel of John the 20th chapter, verses 1 through 18, the empty tomb. Hear now these words from the apostle. Now the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple, whom Jesus loved, and said to them, 
They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Peter therefore went out, and the other disciple, and were going to the tomb. So they both ran together, and the other disciple outran Peter and came to the tomb first. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes lying there, yet he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. And he saw the linen clothes lying there, and the handkerchief that had been around his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but folded together in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who came to the tomb first, went in also, and he saw and believed, for as yet they did not know the Scripture, that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again to their own homes. Verse 11, But Mary stood outside by the tomb, weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. Then they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Now, when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, and did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She, supposing him to be a gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him, Rabboni which means to say, teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my Father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things to her. Church, this is the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen, and you may be seated. So, uh, church, I have uh, entitled my sermon uh, for this morning, uh, The Empty Tomb, and we have certainly praise to give to that uh, reality this morning that the tomb is empty and that Jesus uh, is alive and risen and certainly uh, on the move this day. So we certainly thank God uh, for that. I I wanted to uh, focus just a a minute, though, uh, on the empty tomb. 
Okay, that, that's, uh, that's very important for you and I as Christians. It's absolutely foundational uh, to our faith. But, but I, got to, I got to thinking for a moment uh, about that word emptiness, okay? Uh, empty, a- anything that, that is empty normally uh, takes on a, a, a negative connotation. So when we think about that word emptiness, we usually do not associate that word emptiness with something that is good, correct? I, I, I was thinking about emptiness, you know, in, in our own lives. Here, here's just some examples of emptiness and kind of the negative connotation, okay? An empty wallet, right? That's not a very good thing. Or an empty bank account, not so good. What about an empty stomach, right? Not good at all. Uh, here's, here's a bad one. An empty milk carton, huh? An empty milk carton. You go, you are ready to pour out some cereal, and the carton that is in the fridge, right, is absolutely empty because one of the kids got it before you did, right? An empty milk carton, that's a big one. Or how about this one, an empty gas tank, right? Not so good at all, absolutely not good at all. And the list goes on and on if you think about it. Emptiness, being on empty. Now, in our own human nature, think about this. Our human nature relates emptiness to some sort of loss, does it not? If I am empty, then I have lost something. It is not in my life at the present moment. It may never be again. So emptiness and loss, they go hand in hand. Now, let me go to the Word of God and just kind of point us there for a moment. And I'm speaking about Mary Magdalene this morning because she's seeing, now get this, she's seeing an empty tomb as being a complete loss. I'm going to pick up here chapter 20, verse 1 and 2. Listen to this. Now, the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said to them, look, they have taken away the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him. You see, Mary's mind is going to, hey, look, Jesus is no longer in this tomb. This is a complete loss. Have they stolen my Lord? Where have they put my Savior? Mary, rightfully so, and let's just for a minute put ourselves into Mary's shoes. She's stressed out, folks, okay? She is absolutely overwhelmed. Where is my Lord? She's distressed as we would be too. Now, that is until, okay, something happens in this story that we're going to get to in a moment. But but I want to highlight here how overwhelmed Mary is. And I want to go to the 11th and 12th verse. Listen to this. Just put yourself into Mary's shoes, okay? But Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping. 
as you and I would too. Where is the Lord? The tomb is empty. This is a loss, you see, for Mary in this moment. And as she wept, what does she do? She stooped down and she looked into the tomb. And she saw there two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had lain. There she is, you see. She's thinking this is a major loss, church. That is until, that is until verse 14. Listen to this. Jesus comes to Mary, verse 14. Now when she, or, or she had said this, she turned around, Scripture says, and saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus then said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have taken him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Here it is, church, verse 16. Jesus said to her, Mary. You see, things changed right then and there, church, when Jesus said the name of Mary. And Scripture says she then turned and said to him, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father and to my God and your God. Things changed in that moment. You see, going from an, a feeling of emptiness, Mary was, to a feeling of of wholeness. I want you to remember this, church, for this Easter morning. You see, God rose his son, Jesus Christ, from the dead to remind us, to remind you and I, church, that we will never need to be empty for very long. Remember that. You and I will never, ever be empty for long. That is the healing and the saving and the redemptive power of Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross and raising from the dead. You see, we, you and I, will never be empty for long. And that is the Easter promise. Let me offer this quote. It says this. Pay very close attention to this. Going from emptiness, you see, you and I, all of us, have been empty at one point in our lives, but it's going, you see, walking hand in hand with Jesus Christ from emptiness to wholeness. Emptiness, you see, to fullness. God's love for us has filled, church, the empty spaces of our souls. That's the resurrection power. You see, joy and peace have risen to the top, listen to this, of the ash heap of hell and misery itself. And with God's love, oh, God's love, we need God's love in our lives. God's love transforms, church, those mountains of darkness 
and despair. And when that happens, when we are faced, you and I, with the Easter miracle, here's what happens. Church, there are no more empty caves, you see. There are no more empty tombs. There are no more empty hearts. Because Jesus, you see, is alive. He can put together those broken, empty spaces in our hearts and in our very souls and fill them with his presence. So Jesus, you see, church, has risen. He is alive, and glory be to his name this day and always. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, O oh God, emptiness. Lord, emptiness, Lord, it's a painful thing. We have all literally been empty in life. Maybe we're running on empty right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ and the resurrection power, Lord, I pray, Lord, in the Savior's name, that anyone who is feeling empty today, if they will just say this prayer, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, fill that emptiness with your presence, Lord, that we might be filled again, that we might with great faith and with a loud voice sing Hosanna and praise be to your name, that Jesus is alive and that he is risen from the grave. That can fill any hurt, that can fill any weakness, that can fill any sin with your grace and love and forgiveness. So glory be to your name this day and always, Lord. And we ask it in the powerful and saving name of our Lord and Savior. Amen.